Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yoda, welcome to Tevez is the Best. Today is Tuesday, January 19, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. What's up, everyone? New week. How you doing? I'm chewing some juicy fruit chewing gum. It's the worst chewing gum ever. Loses flavor in literally 10 seconds. This is not a paid sponsorship. I'm just saying. I would never advertise them. This gum sucks. I was going to get some Coke Zero, but I only had... 16 pesos in my bag and my wallet. So that's what I bought before coming into work today. How's everyone doing, man? How was your weekend? You do anything fun? No? Me either. Me either. <laughs> Let's get the show started. Okay, what do, what do you have? I have stuff prepared, guys. I am prepared today, man. All right, what should I start with? I've got Elon Musk saying he's going to send people to Mars by 2026. I have a man who lives inside, uh, who lived inside an airport in Chicago for three months. And I might talk about the UP. I don't really understand it. I just know people are mad about it. So I might talk about the UP and the agreement with like, uh, what do you call it? Like the government forces going inside the campus or whatever. And I have Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas broke up. I didn't even know they were dating. <laughs> Let's just start with that because I don't really care about it. But just in case you didn't know, Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas have reportedly called it quits according to Us Weekly. How reliable of a source is Us Weekly? Isn't that a isn't that a tabloid? It's a magazine, right? That's is that the one with the hot or not hot fashion or like the who wore it best articles? I used to, I remember my auntie was super big on that before I used to live with my auntie, uh, like decade, more than a decade ago. And they would have magazines in the bathroom and I would read it. I think Us Weekly is, is one of those ones. Anyway, apparently, oh, let me just spit this, uh, this cesspool of no flavor. Mm, ben Affleck and Anna de Armas have, uh, broken up. And it was apparently Anna de Armas who ended the relationship. Ben Affleck was 48, Anna de Armas is 32. Okay, I just wanna, I just, I thought I should talk about this because Anna de Armas is so hot. And if you are dating Anna de Armas, yeah, you love it and you better put a ring on it. You know, you just got it. You cannot fuck that up. How do you mess that up, man? What, what, what is the, what did he do? Did he gone girl her? Huh? What happened, dude? Okay, here, never mind, it says here. The breakup was amicable, but she was the one who called things off. Ben and Anna were moving in different directions in their life. You know, I get that sometimes. Yeah, I, I understand, you know, celebrities are people too, but these are multi-millionaires. Can't you, like, make arrangements to move your life in a, the same direction? <laughs> Does that make sense? Because, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, in a non, if you're not a multi-millionaire, I would understand, you know, a person's career takes over, blah, 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 but, uh, you know, Ben Affleck is fucking rich, right? He's a multimillionaire. He's gotta be. I, there's no chance he's not a multimillionaire. Anna de Armas, I don't know her net worth, but I'm guessing she's a multimillionaire as well. Maybe not as much as Ben Affleck because she's not as, 
not as famous, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't think that's sexist to say. I just think who, more people know Ben Affleck than Anna de Armas because Ben Affleck has done more work and has had more successful roles. But they're both super rich. I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that works. And I know they're people too. I know that, you know, they, they're, they're susceptible to human emotions, just like, just like us regular folk. But diba, yung mga, ano, dahilan nila, where you are moving in different directions. So what does that mean? What does that mean for a multi-millionaire actor, actress couple? That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Because when someone, when, you know, like, let's say my friend told me, hey man, me and, me and, and me and I can't think of a girl name. Me and Anna. Oh, that's the same name. Uh, me and Bethany broke up, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that's so sad, bro." Well, bro, we were just drifting apart, moving in different directions. Oh, by that, I could guess maybe she wanted to date other people. Maybe she. Or he wanted to date other people, or maybe she wanted, maybe she was moving to a different country to work, or maybe he wanted to move to a different country, or maybe she was making more money, or he was making more money than her, and you know, they couldn't really see eye to eye. I don't know. I don't, usually that's what you would think, right? Those are the, those are the assumptions you would make if someone says something like, oh, we, we were moving in different directions. But a celebrity couple, how does that, and who are super rich, how does that, especially if you're Ben Affleck, right? You're, you're 48, bro. And you have this hot 32-year-old Anna de Armas. Like, she's super high. Have you seen Anna de Armas? Have you watched any movie with Anna de Armas? She's so hot, bro. You're saying that you wouldn't, I don't know, make amendments to to make sure you move in the same direction. You know, support. Maybe she, because her career is just kind of starting or, or just getting rolling. It's been, I mean, she's been in the industry for a while, but I think she's making more of a name for herself. I think she's going to be in the new James Bond movie. She's also, uh, I think she's going to be Marilyn Monroe, I think, in the, in one of the biopic, whatever that they're going to make, which is huge, right? It's huge. Maybe if I was Ben Affleck, I'd be like, I'm going to go with you to the set or like, or no, I'll, I'll move to wherever you're shooting and then I'll wait for you at home with our doggies. I'm sure they have dogs, right? And I'll make sure I'll make it work. I mean, I don't know. Do they really want to date other people? I mean, I can, I can see Anna de Armas wanting to date hotter dudes, maybe. <laughs> but Ben Affleck, you got the cream of the crop. Actually, Ben Affleck had Jennifer Lopez. He had Jennifer Garner. And then he had Anna de Armas. You know, you're over three with three hotties. And it's just, I don't know. And I'm not just saying because they're hot that you should stay with them. I'm sure they're nice people. I don't know anything about Anna de Armas. I've seen some interviews with her. She seems very funny and personable. But Anna de Armas, man, you gotta, you gotta do whatever you can. Anyway, uh, sucks that their thing ended, but best of luck to both of them. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. What else can we talk about? Mm. I don't really, I don't really feel like talking about this UP thing because I don't understand it. All I know that there was an agreement that's like a decade old agreement. Oh, here, we'll talk about it, right? There's a decade old agreement that was recently terminated. It was like a pact. Uh, because the government, or I don't know if it's, is it the government? See, that's the thing. I don't even know who the fuck it is, bro. I just know that, like, the, yeah, it's government. Yeah. After the government ended a decades long agreement with UP that prevented state force. Okay. So they, so now UP, uh, or state forces are allowed to enter UP campuses. The reason being, the, the reason that the, whoever, the government people who, who work this thing out, 
ended it is because they feel like there's people there's people on the campus of UP uh, from the NPA and the Communist Party recruiting students into their party. And I've seen a lot of tweets from people who are from UP who said, I've never been recruited. I've never seen anyone recruiting there. This is just another flex of power, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's to prevent rallies. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I just know it's, it seems like a flex of power that is unnecessary from the government side. Progressive groups joined the UP community at Quezon Hall in UP de Limon to protest the termination. Among the groups that were protested, among the groups that protested rather, were the network, National Network of Agrarian Reform Advocates or NANARA Youth, Kilusang Mayo Uno, Anak Pawis, and Alliance of Concerned Teachers. And then there's a whole quote in Tagalog. I'm just going to read the English quote because I don't want to embarrass myself with my Tagalog. Our administration has failed to learn from the history of its fellow dictator every time our democratic space tightens. We will not hesitate to advance the revolution of our fellow Filipinos. Okay. So how do, how do we fix this then? What do we have to do? I mean, what, what do they have to do? I don't know if I can do anything. But what, what do, what, let's just pretend that, you know, we're in the same fight together against this, this shitty move. What do we do? Can you guys tell me? Like someone who's way more educated or maybe someone who went to UP. I know some of you went to UP. Some of you listen are very, uh, very knowledgeable about this because maybe you went to the school. Let me know. Okay. So that's happening. Uh, let's talk about this one I wanted to talk about because I saw it on Yahoo News. A California man who police claim was too afraid to fly due to COVID-19 hid out for three months. In the secured area of O'Hare International Airport, that's the that's the main airport in Chicago. It's kind of like LAX or JFK, like it's the airport in Chicago, O'Hare International Airport. Until he was recently arrested uh, this past Sunday, his name—I uh, don't care. I don't really care about his name, but this guy, 36 year old, is charged with felony criminal trespassing to a restricted area of an airport and misdemeanor theft. So what happened was. He, this guy, he arrived at O'Hare from Los Angeles on October 19 and has lived in the airport security zone ever since without detection. So from October 19 until yesterday, yesterday, January, or no, two days ago, January 17, he was hiding out in the fucking airport, dude. Like, like Tom Hanks, terminal style. But in, in the terminal, they knew that he was there. In this case, the, the the security people didn't know. And this was crazy because it's in a secured area, and he was able to just hang out there for three months. What the hell did What the hell did he do, man? I, so he was unauthorized. He's not an employee, and he was living inside a secure part of the airport for three months, and no one found out until two days ago. That's so nuts. That's like a. That's an emergency, man. You gotta, you gotta reass. I mean, where did he sleep? I don't know, man. So what happened? So how did he get caught? Here's what, here's what happened. So there were two air, air United Airlines employees. They approached him and they asked to see his ID and he flashed. He did have an ID, but then it turns out that ID belonged to a, uh, another person, another, an operations manager who reported the badge miss missing. In October, so from October 26th when that badge went missing, this guy who was hiding out, I'm guessing stole it or found it or hit or took it, and he's been using that badge since then. Uh, and then they took, so they took him into custody, 
And he said, the guy who got caught said that he was scared to go home due to COVID. And she told the judge other passengers were giving him food. Oh, so he was asking for food. Interesting. That's so uh, crazy. Uh, but he was nonviolent, though, according to the you know the rest of the investigation. And uh, but it's unclear as to why he was in Chicago, why he flew from L.A. to Chicago in the first place. I don't think they found out why. Strange, man. Very strange. Shocking, if you ask me. It, it, they were in. He was in a secured part of the airport, and like. He was there for three months. I mean, that's the rest. That's the that's the last of the story. I don't know. Maybe they still have to do more investigation. But I just thought that was so, so weird. So interesting. How do you? I I don't think I could do that. I mean, he must be very smart because for three months you're hiding out in an airport and you have the you know you have the brains to get a um, a badge from you know find it or steal it. I don't know if he stole it. Hopefully he he just found it. But how did he shower? So the food, we get it. Other passengers gave him food. That's how we, that's what it says in the article. But the, the, the hygiene is what I'm curious about. How did he shower? Where were his clothes? Aren't you curious? I, I, they should make a movie out of this starring Tom Hanks. No. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty shocked that this, I was like, what? I can't believe this is a real story. So what do you guys think about that? Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Okay, let's move on. See, I did. I have stuff prepared, man. Elon Musk swears that he'll send humans to Mars by 2026. And although Yahoo says that seems impossible. At an awards ceremony this week, Elon Musk said he believes he can start sending humans to Mars with SpaceX by 2026 at the latest or 2024 if we get lucky. So that is what? Five years from now? <laughs> ah, SpaceX has partnered with NASA on several projects, including making a customized lunar shuttle to travel between the moon's orbit and service for the Artemis series of missions. Blah, blah, blah. NASA, NASA says the moon goal is critical to the next phase of traveling to Mars, but the agency hasn't set any timelines. The 2024 goal was imposed from outside by Vice President Mike Pence. In the meantime, the rocket that Musk is relying on to get to Mars is about to complete a big test. Oh, cool. Interesting. So later on this week, SpaceX is set to launch SN8. Sounds like a K-pop group. SN8. Its latest Starship prototype. Starship! Oh, my God. To a target altitude, blah, blah, blah. Easily the highest a Starship has ever flown. Okay, so they're trying to launch this SN8 to go farther than any Starship has ever gone before. Interesting. Even with a capable spacecraft in hand, a lot of problems with the Mars journey haven't even come close to being solved. The trip to Mars takes six months, according to Musk's planned timeline, meaning anyone inside the ship will be exposed to cosmic radiation for almost the entire time. Fuck that. Fuck that. So blocking or even reducing the radiation would mean adding weight to an already unproven craft on an untried human journey. Yeah, fuck that, man. So there's going to be radiation hitting your body the entire six months you're heading to Mars. And and then if they have to block or, or reduce the radiation, it would mean adding weight to a spacecraft that has not even finished like testing. No fucking way, man. Actually, there's no way. There's no way I would ever go to Mars. If the Earth was ending and Mars was the only place that we could go, 
I think I would die with the Earth. This is our home, man. I am not flying to Mars. What is up there? Aliens and, and monsters and shit are up there. No way am I going to Mars. I don't know what you guys. Do any of you feel comfortable with the idea of of making land in Mars? Ugh. That's just, I've seen too many sci-fi movies to know that that's just a terrible idea. I can't, I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> so Musk plans for these people to stay on Mars, not just travel. That means finding safe shelter, protects, uh, which protects the settlers, Mars settlers from cosmic radiation. They'll need clean water. They need to produce energy and a very secure air supply and containment. So you need to live in a bubble. Like Mars cannot house Mars cannot uh, sustain human life. You have to artificially sustain human life on Mars. That's why. That's why I would never. That's why I don't like the ocean. You know, for those of you who listen to this podcast or Hala Hala Show, you know, I hate the ocean because it's not meant for us. It's for the fish and the sharks and Aquaman, but not us. It's. It, we cannot. You cannot live underwater. It's just a terrible idea. We don't know what's down there. No one has seen the bottom of the ocean. No one. Nobody is. We don't know what's down there. And we want to go up to this red planet where we've never been to before and live there? No siree. Inamo Elon Musk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can't Elon Musk, man. What a, he's like, he really is Tony Stark. What is he doing? Would you guys live on Mars? It's just. It's not the vibe, guys. I would not. All right. Wow, I blazed through that. Damn, that was all the content I had for today, and I just freaking blazed through it. Oh, no. I'm at 17 minutes. Oh, what am I going to talk about now? Did you watch anything new? Oh, I watched um, a movie called Run, Hide, Fight. I talked about it on how to show. Uh, it's about a school shooting. Four students burst. Uh, they, they, they locked down a school in the cafeteria, and then... The, they are, you know, the, the hero is a, is a girl, high school girl, and she takes them out one by one, a la Die Hard. Very entertaining movie. I think they, they, they touched, uh, on some very important topics about, um, lockdown situations in, in schools. A very, very interesting, very thought provoking movie, I, I would say. And if you go on Reddit and you look, cause you know, I told you guys, every time I watch something, I go on Reddit. And I look up discussions, and the discussions are, of course, very heated. It's, is it is it a pushing a political agenda, gun control? Is it right leaning? Is it like a Republican theme movie? Blah blah blah. Very, but it's a very entertaining movie. I found myself engaged from start to finish. There were some unrealistic parts, but for the most part, I thought it was very good. It stars this lady named Isabel May, and uh, there's a the bad guy is like Eli something, Eli Brown. I don't know. He was very good in that movie as well, and it just shows you, you know, school shooting. I've talked about school shootings before and gun control here. School shootings are just awful, and usually the people that die are are not even, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone. I mean, bullying, no matter the. No matter the bully, no, like, I don't know how, like, bullying is never n- enough to warrant being murdered. <laughs> as much as I hate bullies, if you're a bully, you don't deserve to get m- murdered. But in school shootings, the people who die usually are not the bullies. They're just, they're just there. They're just existing in this shitty, shitty situation and they just happen to be there. 
And speaking of, there's this YouTuber that I watch a lot of, and I know you guys aren't going to watch because it's a Call of Duty guy, but his name is J-God, J-G-O-D. And he's like one of the most popular YouTube Call of Duty uh, YouTubers right now because he's very analytics-based. He does all the testing of the weapons, etc. And um, I found out that his wife actually was a victim of the San Bernardino shooting. So if you might remember that from the news, but if, go and Google the San Bernardino shooting. Uh, I think 17 people died, and one of them was this guy, J-God, his wife. And the story of how he got into YouTube, he actually shared this on his channel, was when his wife died, uh, they got a settlement situation, him and he had a two-year-old son. So they got a settlement situation, they got a lot of money. And they, he was able to pay off the house that they were living in. So he had a lot of spare time. He didn't have to work because he had he had all this money from the settlement. So eventually he was bored just hanging out at home with his son. I mean, they were just doing nothing. So he decided that, hey, he's pretty good at Call of Duty. Maybe he should try to get better. And then he started doing YouTube and he is where he is now. I think he has, I don't know, he must have like a million subscribers now. Does he? He's got a lot of subscribers. So he's making a, a full-time living on YouTube. He's got 561,000 subscribers, but I'm sure by the end of this year, he's going to be at almost a million. And a million subscribers, there's a YouTube video that I watched recently, and it's about this guy who has, I think, 2 million subscribers, and he was showing how much money he makes per day. And it, it, the, the numbers will make you, will piss you off because you're like, fuck, I wish I had 2 million subscribers. No wonder when you see all these people like Mr. Beast and David Dobrik, iba lagi sila nag, ano, nagpapamigay ng mga iPhones, they give away cars. The, the video I watched from the guy who has, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2 million subscribers. And the, let me see. Let me, let me so that you know what video I'm talking about. How much money YouTubers make. Where is that? How much money do YouTubers make? I forgot which video it was, but he had like something, one or two million subscribers. And every day, every day, on average, he would make around 3,000 US dollars. 3,000. For all the, all the Pinoys out there, let me do the math for you. 153,000 pesos per day. Some of times, most of the time, passively already, because these are videos that have already been out. Passively. Imagine. You're just taking a shit, jerking off at home, and at the end of the day, you get 153,000 pesos. And that's per day. So you multiply that by the month. 4.5 million, 4.6 almost million pesos per month on YouTube, bro. Isn't that nuts, man? So, you know, four point something. So that's at 2 million subscribers. So J God has 500,000. I, I assume it's going to be a quarter of that. So what's a quarter of 1.5 million? I don't know. 150 for... Uh, I'm just going to do the math for you. 1.5 million divided by 4. 375,000 pesos a month. That's not too bad, bro. <laughs> Isn't that insane? No, it's got to be... Wait, no. I, I'm wrong. There's got to be more. I, I, I must have done the, the math wrong on that. What's that? He's making a lot of money, and so are many, many people on YouTube. Simply because they did, they have, uh, they hit it big on YouTube. You just gotta, you just gotta find a niche, a niche, 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 and, uh, and do it. 
I, I plan to, you know, I've been planning and then the fucking pandemic hit. I had this great idea and I'm going to do it. I, I already made up my mind. I'm going to do it. I'm going to invest in it. I've worked out my finances. I've had like an epiphany over the weekend. So you know, I told you I didn't do much over the weekend, but I, I lied. I had an epiphany over the weekend and I realized I have a, I have a good amount of money. Um, you know, I have a good amount of money. Like, I, I'm very comfortable. But the thing is, I'm not really spending it on, people would say, you know, you should put that in stocks and, and you should put that in investments. But I told you guys, I'm not really a big fan of that because of the long term thing. And also, I just feel like it's boring as fuck. And I know it's the safe thing. You know, Broadfit's probably shaking his head like this guy, this young guy. I'm not that young. I'm 30 and I still think this way. I'm just, it's, it's ridiculous what I'm doing right now in my mind. But I figured I have all this money and I haven't really even tried to spend it on making content. I mean, I have a, what I mean by that is I have a camera. I have a laptop already. So I have everything I need to make content. But let's say I wanted to get into gaming streaming because I play a lot of video games. I could pay, I could pay, I could invest a lot of money to, to, you know, redo my apartment, add like a neon light. You know, get a sexy girl in the background to, to just hang out with me so that I would get the male audience too. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding about the last part, but you know, or, or running ads for, let's say, Hala Hala show, getting more listeners because in turn, the more you spend, the more you should earn, right? You're spending on advertising, hopefully in returns of getting more listeners, which means hopefully you get more advertisers in the future. But I've just been so hesitant to do that. And I don't know why. I, I feel like I've been playing it safe, you know? Because I'm very comfortable. And I think that's the reason. I, I, f- I feel like I've, I've reached a point in my life where I'm, I'm comfortable enough to kind of, I live a good life. Like last podcast, right? I, I was telling you how life is just awesome, living it as it is. But then I, th- I think that I have so much more potential that I can achieve. And because of that mindset that I talked about last podcast where I said I'm happy where my life is, even if I fail, and I don't think I will, I think I'm going to succeed. No, I, 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 not I think, I will, I will succeed. But hypothetically, if I were to fail, I don't think I would give a fuck anymore because I am good with my life. Because if I fail, the only thing I would lose is, is money. I know it sounds bad, but that that's all I would lose. At least I would never I, I wouldn't have to regret it. You know, I wouldn't be maybe that's why Ben Affleck broke up with or that's why they broke up. Maybe Ben Affleck had all this money and he's like, Fuck. I should have done something else. I shouldn't have played Batman and now I have to break up with Anna Darman. Maybe that's what's gonna happen to me at at age forty eight if I don't do what I wanna do now. Because I'll be 48 and I'll be like, okay, now I got to start YouTube, but I got to break up with this hot Yassi Pressman, you know, that I'm hanging out with. <laughs> oh, man. So I've stretched it to 26 minutes. It, it's it's nuts how much YouTubers make. I'm not doing it for the money, but I, will, I would love to make that much money so that I could do more cool shit. So I made a, I made a plan. I made like a content strategy plan youtube i really need the pandemic pandemic to be over for it because that's my that's my passion and i, I and and when i say these things when when i want to make content and I, I guess maybe that's why i haven't been on tiktok and all that stuff because i love watching it but it's not my thing and there's a lot of things on youtube and, and stuff and instagram that i see that 
you know, would gain me more followers, gain me more likers, but it's not stuff that I want to do. I'm very, I guess I'm very hard-headed that way. Like, I want to make it on um, my own terms because that's, I'm pa- I want to do something I'm passionate about. I don't want to do something just simply because it's going to be popular. I, I am not a fan of that. I feel like that's, that's, you know, those, those movies where, People are super wealthy, but then they're not happy. I feel like I, I, I might end up like that. It's like you're selling your soul. I'm going to be a sellout, right? <laughs> no, I don't really want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with the video. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to name specific trends or specific video types because some people are really good at it. Some people really enjoy it. But I don't want to earn my, earn my success on any platform by doing something that I don't care about because that's just baloney. And I would really, I'd find myself thinking, like, man, I'm, I'm full of shit. And I don't want to feel like that about stuff that I do. I really want to enjoy what I do. And the thing for YouTube is I want to, uh, do something that involves not wearing masks and hanging out with people within one meter. Not, it's not sex. It's just, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be socially distanced anymore in the future. I want to hang out with my, you know, people. And like put my arm around them and, and, and point the camera at us and say, what's up, dude? Stuff like that. Okay. But I do have a, uh, I do want to try to start streaming gaming. And here's the thing though. I have this dilemma because I, I had to Google it. It's like, will people watch me if I'm not good at the game? Because the, 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 the streamers that are really successful, the, at least, and I, I don't, I hope this doesn't come off as sexist. Okay. All right. I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to lay out facts before you guys judge me on this. But the guys that I watch that play Call of Duty, the ones that have a lot and a lot and a lot of subscribers are actually very good at the game. Like they are some are pro players, like they play professionally, but some are just very very good content creators in in like in that they're very good at they're very good at the game. And there's this thing called KD, 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 kill death ratio, which means how many kills you get versus how many times you die. So the higher your KD is, that means that you get more kills than you die. So if you have a KD over one, it means that you kill more people, more enemies than you die to them. Does that make sense? So if you have a, if you have a 2.0 KD, it means for every two people that you kill, you die one time. If you have a 3KD for every three people that you kill, you die one time, which means you are above average. If you're above one, you're above average. But the, the, the pro players, usually their kill death ratios are at three, four, five, six. Mine is at 1.4 something. Okay. It's not, it's above average, but it's not anywhere close to that. So my skill level is never going to be as good as those guys. I know that for a fact. So that's my concern is, am I going to be good enough? to compete or am I going to be fun enough to be, am I going to be watchable to, to, to people who watch, who love the game? Because they want to see people get a lot of kills. They don't want to see me dying all the time. They want to see me succeed. They want to see the people that they're watching succeed. So that's one, that's one, uh, I guess, um, that's one, what do you call it? One problem that I'm, I'm debating in my head. And then the other one is the, Am I entertaining enough? Because that's another aspect for to draw viewers. If you are entertaining enough, even if you're not good at the game, if you are entertaining, you interact with your with the chat in the in the stream, you can succeed. 
But for the most part, here we go, okay? Here we go. This is where I might be called a sexist guy. But I'm just going to lay out the facts, okay? The, the successful male streamers are successful usually because they're very good at the game. not And they're entertaining. So they have both. I'm banking on making it as a successful streamer because I'm entertaining, not because I'm excellent at the game. I'm just above average. Now, the, a lot of girl streamers are very popular. And I won't, I mean, I'm not going to name specific ones, but one of the most popular girl streamers here, they play Warzone. I checked out their kill-death ratio, and it's it's lower than mine. Wait, sometimes, I think it's even below average. It's like below one. But this this female streamer streamer has a lot of views, and she's attractive. Now I'm not gonna say I'm not. I mean, okay, I'm just gonna say a lot of people watch her because she's attractive, not because she's good at the game, and she has a great personality. So I'll give you that. So she's making it on a personality, but I, I don't think it's wrong to say that she is making it on her looks as well, and that's not a bad thing. I I think it's awesome. I I'm happy for her success. But that seems to be the, 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 the demographic of people who like watching gaming streams. If you watch a guy streamer, it's because they are usually excellent at the game and they're entertaining. If you watch a girl streamer, some are very good. Some girl streamers are very good. Some are, are above average. Some are pro players. I won't give you, but most of the ones who make it are just, they're, they're pretty, they're super attractive and they're entertaining. So that's my dilemma, you know. I'm not a hot girl, and I, I I'm not super good at the game, and that that's a fear that I have. That will I will I you know will I even get viewers? Because who would want want to watch me? I don't know. I hope that didn't come off. Is that is that sexist? Like I I I know that sounds sexist. I think maybe it is in a way. I'm just I'm just I laid out the facts, right? Like if you look up the KD ratio of a lot of these big name streamers the girls they're not as high as like the guy the guys versions but they still they have the same amount of viewers so is it wrong to assume that a lot of their viewers are watching them because they are entertaining and they are also attractive i don't think so right why do you watch celebrities because they're entertaining and they're attractive that i don't know maybe i'm just you are you sexist jc <laughs> Can, am I? Am I? I don't think so. I, I. I would like to apologize if that comes off as sex. I just. That's just the numbers that I see in front of me. Okay, I laid out some numbers. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I apologize. Okay. <sighs> anyway, I might try gaming streaming, and like I'm gonna invest in it because I said I have money to invest now, and I don't think I need to be afraid to invest it because even if even if I lose money. I'll be winning at life. <laughs> ah, okay, at 34 minutes, I think I gotta call it a close there. But let me know what you guys think uh, about just all any of the topics that I talked about. You can message me on the podcast Instagram. Uh, Halala Show Lechika is coming out tomorrow. Mix three of season two is also out already. If you want to see, uh, if you want to hear that. But I'm gonna dip. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll catch you all on Friday and I'll see you all say it with me later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.